a northerner from Huddersfield. A Londoner from London. <laughs> That's chuffing obvious. I'm Nat Richards. And I'm David Baker. And welcome to our sophisticated, civilised, refined... Oh, come off it. We're just two Brits in Oz, having a laugh, talking all things UK news. This is Aussie Pomcast. Hello, hello, hello. Um, interesting week this hello. week. Oh, you're there. So I was, I was going to introduce I you now. I was going to say, yeah, good, good. You're straight in there. I was going to say different, different episode <laughs> this week. Uh, I'm coming out of uh, Perth, Western Australia, as per normal in the studio. But we've got, we've got Nat dialing in in the middle of the night, basically from uh, from Huddersfield, the arse end, yeah. of, arse end of the earth. How are you doing? Oh, shut up. I've set up the Huddersfield Bureau over here. It's absolutely bloody perishing over here. I don't think we've got any idea what real cold is. And I'm saying this now, Aussies are wussers, because I've come over here, everyone's saying it's mild and it's lovely weather, and they're not even joking, and it is freezing, honestly. And you've also become Australian, have you? Because you're talking about it as if you're now Australian, are you? I am an Aussie, you know. All right, so you pop over for one week and you become Australian, have you? Interesting. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I've got my I've taken the pledge. But is it nice? Other than the weather, how, how's it going? Yeah, well, it's good. I tell you what, first thing that hit me when I came off that plane is no one's wearing masks. Soon as you get to Manchester Airport, masks are off. And it's it's so confronting because we're so used to in Australia not having to wear like, having to wear masks, having to distance and having to really take it seriously. Once you get over here, masks are off, everyone's standing really close together. It's like COVID doesn't exist. It's really quite, it's quite, quite confronting. But are you less likely um, to get it if you've got 14 jumpers on and like a three hats on? <laughs> Maybe. But the, the best thing about it is when they take the masks off, you can see that everyone's got a face like a slapped ass over here. <laughs> because I tell you what, nobody seems right happy. Right. So given that, given that you're not locked in, given you're not isolating, have you been out and about? You've been to the beach? What have you been doing? Oh, yeah. Beach. Beach. Well, they've probably been to the beach. They say it's mild, don't they? But I've been to, I've been to lots of pubs. That's all it is. Lots pubs, of pubs. pubs, pubs. Right, okay. I tell you what, price of pints gone up, though. Blow me an egg. I, I went to one, six quid a pint. No joke. So London prices. Six quid. That's Aussie prices, that. Eh? Aussie prices, yeah. Well, you're That's Australian, so you should, you should be fine with that. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> 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 Yorkshire, Yorkshire when it suits me. And, um, yeah, obviously there's a football as well. Looking forward to seeing some football while I'm over here. And you can actually watch it at the normal time. You don't have to get up in the middle of the night to watch it. And that's kind of nice. And it's very nice to see the family, of course. Um, yeah, that, that was pretty special. Um, see him at the airport. My mum might stop crying. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether that's because of the fact that I'm back because she has to do me washing. <laughs> But yeah, it is lovely. It is worth doing the trip. Very awkward having to wear a mask though for 20 hours. Did not enjoy mm. that. Uh, try, try try sleeping with one of them on your face. So difficult. You yeah. wake, keep waking up thinking covers are over your head. But but I just I, I think it's important that everybody knows though that um, you, you're not. It, it must be difficult in economy class, is it, to fall asleep or or how did you how did you get there? Oh, yeah, I did do a business class. Oh, did you? That's interesting. That's interesting, isn't it? I have one business it? class. One <laughs> business class and one economy class. Are I'm you the only person in Huddersfield that's ever been on in business class? I think I might be, actually. <laughs> Everybody else is dead smart. I turn up with my tracky pants on and my flip-flop. <laughs> back, up, back up in business class with my book. Happy days. And your Southern Cross tattoo. Right. 
Oh, I haven't got a sunscreen. <laughs> I've got a tramp stamp. But that's oh, always God. another thing. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Nat, we know that you're at home. You're coming straight from Huddersfield, but uh, I'm I'm assuming that you've read some of the news this week. So let's get back into it. Let's uh, talk yes. about some of the things that's been going on this week. And I know that you haven't been to the beach, but one thing I did see this week, which is pretty funny, which is that. The British Trust for Ornithology, everybody's favourite body. I'm sure you've, you know, you've spent a lot of yes. time researching them. They have now discovered by tracking seagulls, which I never thought I'd say people were actually doing, that seagulls will travel up to a hundred miles to go to their favourite fish and chip shop. Yes, I, I, I don't know how you even managed to put a tracker on a seagull. Those I, th- I think you catch it and put it on it. aggressive. They're bloody aggressive. Shut up! They're aggressive as seagulls. Have you seen over here as well? They're twice size of Aussie seagulls. They're like dinosaurs over here. <laughs> they're absolutely massive. They are. They're enormous. I don't know how people are catching these seagulls, but yeah, apparently they've been uh, they've been known to go to uh, regular fish and chip shops, go back for regular visits, um, particular one in Scotland as well that they've been visiting um, quite often. And yeah, if they they like I say they must have a favourite chippy. I reckon it's probably more people are. Are a bit daft and you know throw the chips around a bit more freely and some chippies so you're basically I mean, saying the people in Troon right in Scotland well. they just lose more of their chips to the yeah. floor is that what you're saying maybe they're, they're a bit more liberal with the chips you know throw them around uh, it's still, 100 <laughs> miles is still quite yeah. a long way to come for, for a couple of extra chips I would have thought it is. well they're scavengers aren't they birds seagulls so you know I think they they just they must just go away but people are chucking them around i don't know but yeah it's amazing that they've got like a preference for certain fish and chips because everybody has i mean i'll drive off halfway across town to get my favorite yeah you're chip. not going 100 miles for them are you for the yeah, few that someone's thrown on the floor it might as well be in Uddersfield because people don't leave the villages, do they? So it might as well be the end of the earth. <laughs> You're going to town for your fish and chip. But it did remind me, and um, I have to props to uh, one of our producers here who reminded us of this story. But a couple of years ago, I don't know if you remember it, but I think it was in 2019. But um, Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. A, it's in, it's in Devon. And a chihuahua called Gizmo, taken taken by a seagull. Unbelievable. Yeah. If taken I mean, as in like... Yeah, other, as in Liam Neeson. Like yeah, actually taken. Yeah, taken from his back garden, and this is like, this sparked like a huge search. Everybody was like, people being warned not to take drones up because it was a residential area, and you're not allowed to do drones in residential areas here. And uh, the, the people were trying desperately to find this poor little dog that's been taken by a seagull, which just explains to you to, to the Aussies just how massive these seagulls are. And uh, he did eventually turn up, or well, part of him did. A car turned up 25 miles away. 25 miles away. So they demolished him. It's awful. What an awful way to die. Yeah. Poor Gizmo. Yeah. Not, Poor Gizmo. Not a, Death by seagull. Not a fun end to that story. Um, thanks, Nat. <laughs> welcome yeah one of the most aggressive stories i've ever heard um but anyway talking of aggression right um so i i happen to think well i don't think your accent's aggressive but i do think there are some english accents (laughs) that are a bit aggressive right um but there are friendly ones too and unbelievably your accent the yorkshire accent has topped a chart of the friendliest accents spot on that absolutely spot on because we're the friendliest people that's why uh, but is, do you it think it's down. because people don't know what you're saying, so they're just nodding and smiling? Shut up. Shut up. I, no, i tell you what it is, right? right? When you walk around here, and I've been to London twice, I'll have you know, oh. and when you, when, you walk, when you walk around 
um, Uddersfield, right? Everybody say, hi, love, how are you doing? You're all right. They don't even know you half the time. Well, sometimes they do. Sometimes they're related to you. In fact, most of them probably are. <laughs> and then you go down London. Go down London, right? And one of the times I went, I was walking to a tube and I said hello to somebody and they looked like they wanted to stab me. Yeah, That's don't, what it is. don't say hello to people in London. <laughs> Madness. I do. But also, that they don't say good morning alone or not. I mean, that doesn't make your accent friendly, though, does it? That just makes you friendly. Yeah, but I think that's it. I think the associate. I think this is an association thing. But I'll tell you what, our accent is friendly. And the, there's been uh, studies on this in the past because they've used Yorkshire accents on adverts to try and get people's trust as well. Because um, it's like a trusted accent, uh, whereas you Londoners are all slimy, because you see. So that's what it is. Right, and so right, you're welcome. <laughs> I've, I've analysed that one for you. Cool. So you're the most <laughs> trustworthy and you're friendliest. What, and what do you reckon of some of yeah. the other accents? Can I actually? I'd quite like to hear you do some of the other accents on the list. I can't do any of the. God, other just accents. give it a go, please. It'll no, be quite funny. I'm, not, I'm not doing them. Stop trying to back me into a carny you bugger. Uh, Cockney accent. <laughs> you're near enough Cockney, aren't you? No, you're London. I'm, just, I'm from London. It's not the same thing. But anyway, give Cockney yeah, a go. It is. South, so south in it. Give that I a go. Give it, give it a go. Oh, Gavna. Wow. <laughs> you got, you got, you got, you got to do Yorkshire now. Go on. Ebagum. Hello. That's Hello. What doing? That's what doing? Terrible. Are we related? That's about it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. I'll give you that <laughs> Thank one. You. I'll give you that. Um. So having a look at the full top ten, we've got Yorkshire accent, obviously at the top. Yep. Then Geordie accent, so like people from Newcastle and that neck of the woods. Then Scottish. Welsh, Welsh, um, Irish. <laughs> sorry, you gotta go. Sorry, you gotta go back and do that again. Just do Welsh again. Welsh, Welsh, Welsh. Tom yeah. Jones, Tom <laughs> Jones, <laughs> Irish, West, West Country, Scousers, uh, so like Brookside, um, Queen's English, number eight, nine, Lancashire. Yes, right, and I see them down the bottom. Uh, and Northern Irish, right, right down the bottom, in number ten. Um, no mention of Londoners, mind. No, but Queen. But, but Queen's English is eighth. Queen's English. You've got. You haven't got Queen's English. That's, Don't flatter yourself. That's no my. Cl- that's my that closest for. accent. Yeah, that's what. That's what everybody oh, says when they make it. Oh, are you are you from the Queen's English? That's what they say. Doesn't make any sense, but that's what. They whatever, say. whatever. You sound like you're from EastEnders. <laughs> 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 no way they talk Queen's English. Um, I like this as well, most difficult to understand. And I'll have you know that Yorkshire is not on this list. So next time you say you can't understand me, I'll just have you know Yorkshire is not on this difficult to understand list. So we've got Scottish, Scousers, Geordies, Northern Irish, Brummies, so like, you know, Peaky Blinders mob, um, Welsh. Are you going gonna to try and do that one? Just say oh, Tom Brummie. Jones. You're going to make me do just it. Just say Tom, Tom Jones, Jones in a, a, a Brummie um, accent. I, <laughs> in a rummy accent uh, Irish Cockney is the 8th most difficult to understand what? number 9 is Man- Mancunian 10 West Country so yeah there you go you're more, you're more difficult to understand than I am it, there's, there's proof right there well, I'm going I doubt to our listeners will, I doubt our listeners will agree though mind. well they don't know what you've t- just been talking about so it's uh, they're probably <laughs> it's absolutely fine <laughs> oh you dickhead <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you who does have a Cockney accent, and you, you would have seen this story as well because this is brilliant. But Rod Stewart, right? <laughs> this week, God love him, filming himself filling in potholes because the council won't do it. But you know, which is pretty pretty good for a seventy-seven year old. Like, I mean, fair enough, he's out there doing the job oh. that the council won't do. Probably, probably could have told everybody in a better way, right? I mean, I don't know that you need to film yourself. 
and just let everybody know that you're doing the job. And uh, this is what he had to say. This is the state of the road here where I live in uh, in and it's been like this for ages. People are smashing their cars up, and the other day there was an ambulance for the first time. Not worry, can't go through here at all. Yeah, so just in case you didn't get it in the Cockney... Cockney can't like, go through yeah, my Ferrari can't even get through here no more. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. <laughs> well, we've all had that problem where we can't get a Ferrari down our own street. Oh, I mean, I'd, like, it would have, if someone else had maybe filmed him and caught him doing it and he was just chipping in, it would have been quite nice. But uh, the humble brag of the year goes to Rod Stewart, nah. I think. I think he's making a point. I mean, his council hasn't done the job. Good on him for mucking in and doing it himself. I think he's trying to make a point, right? This is how crap my local council is. I've got to fill in my own potholes. It's absolutely ridiculous. I think he's I think just good trying on to, him. Send him up. I think he's just trying to protect God. his really expensive car. Yeah, probably. And there's <laughs> probably a lot of posh people live around him and all. I mean, it's probably a posh neighbourhood. It's, probably, it's not like he's got poshest house in crappy street, is it? No. But they send him round Yorkshire, honestly. We've got a job for him. I think he's got a, a new career in that because I tell you what, I'll find a few potholes around here for him and all. I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure you can call him up and come and do streets down your neck of the woods. I'm not sure how that works, really, but it'd be funny but, if yeah. he does. Bottles fixed, Rod Stewart. Can you imagine? I'd be abs- and you know what the best thing about this as well, and you can't see this as a podcast, but you can. What, if you happen to watch the video, you'll see he's wearing this Adidas tracksuit, which is just like peak boomer. Like, you can just imagine your dad wearing one of these, like a black Adidas tracksuit that's like skin tight and looks like it's never even seen like a running track or anything like that. It's never been down the gym. It's like pristine, like running gear oh bless him so you just like when your dad wears your white white trainers it's just like the most cringe outfit yeah, not like his leopard print leggings the old ferrari and uh active wear it's the it's the perfect combination <laughs> it's like a chav 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 going around in his ferrari bless him he's clearly living in a nice area like it's probably one pothole there but you know talking of nice areas um i don't know if you saw what was going on in belgravia square i don't even know if you know belgravia very well but it's a very very rich part of london and funny enough where lots of russian oligarchs own some big properties around there and so one of them has been seconded i guess um by some obviously protesters who have hung ukrainian flags and banners and uh, they've uh, unfurled flags saying that the property has been liberated i also think it says in a slightly different way that putin should putin should liberate himself if you know what i mean um but yeah so yeah i mean there's obviously still lots going on uh, with regards to ukraine but um four people arrested in that so lots kind of different things going on all over the place in terms of protests and activism and stuff like that Oh, I'm picking up as well massive worries about it. I mean, uh, over here. And it's not just, you know, it's not just what you see on the news. It's people talking down the pub. It's everybody saying how much of a concern it is now um, over here. People feeling quite threatened. People feeling quite scared about it. Um, also, a lot of people talking as well about the £350 that the government's now offering a month to anybody who takes on uh, Ukrainian refugees. Um, so if you offer only a spare rooms to a refugee now, 
the government will pay you £350 a month. Now, it's not free-for-all. There are strict conditions. Um, you've got to sort of be related to one of these people or you've got to meet strict requirements. Um, but just combine that with the cost of living. And you can see why, uh, apart from the fact that people want to help these people as well, they also, I think the cost of living, people are actually thinking about taking it up just to make a bit of money as well. Because uh, the price of fuel, obviously, is a, a direct result of the war. Um, everything's going up over here. And I think as well, people just massively want to help. Whilst I think it's sad that um, they have to incentivise people to take in refugees, it's obviously, at least it's something, mm. you know, um, hopefully lots of those people find somewhere to stay. Obviously, nearly two million people now uh, displaced. So obviously, we, we wish them all the best and we hope they find something in lots of countries in Europe, but also obviously in England. Um, one, yeah. one lot of people that are obviously showing their support and, you know, keep doing it by accident on purpose. Uh, your favourite, Kate Middleton, she, um, she, was yes. out, she was out in the blue. I think probably a little nod there again to Ukraine. Yeah. Oh, I reckon. I reckon nothing's done by accident. We've spoken about this before. Nothing is done by accident with the Royals. They when they wear wear an outfit, it's always you know it, it's it's always assigned to it. And you know, like the Queen's worn things on Commonwealth Day before that have been you know a little bit of a political nod because they can't normally get involved in politics. There's a, a bit of a, a an unspoken rule is that they just don't get involved in politics at all. So when they're wearing a colour like this, you can read into it massively. And like the other day, the bunch of flowers in the background mm-hmm. of those photos of the Queen with just Justin Trudeau that we spoke about last week. The blue and yellow flowers um it's all it's all very much i think them showing the support and william and uh, kate actually came out the other week and said that they stand with ukraine which is really lovely but yeah to wear it on commonwealth Day, and kate looked fabulous as well she always does um big deal knowing that the eyes of the world will be on them as well which is a really nice a nice nod to them i thought uh, well especially uh, as well i was gonna say especially given the, the commonwealth day service and obviously what's happened there and the queen not turning up Yes, well, that's it. And so Prince Charles was stepping in for the Queen because she's having mobility issues at the moment. We know we've seen her out with a walking stick for a while now. Uh, it's also very sad because it's quite an important occasion. And it's, as we know, the Queen in a melt. She don't give up going going to things willy-nilly. She don't call in sick very often. So uh, quite concerning that she wasn't there. Um, but but also as well, um, Harry wasn't invited, which mm. is is also quite telling um, that there's been, um, you know, it's been all sorts of hoo-ha over Commonwealth Day with the Sussexes as well, because Willie, um, William and Kate and Harry and Meghan, their last royal outing together was at Commonwealth Day. And that was the one where they infamously um, shunned. Uh, Megan and Harry and uh, yeah but still very small turnout this time William and Kate and uh, Charles and Camilla which is all oh just keeping it in the family very small so but but all looking uh, all looking spiffing all in their uh, Sunday best all looking very um, okay. yeah a lot of swagger and um, you know which which brings us to our next topic nicely uh, see what I did there um, is I don't know if you've seen this actually <laughs> but um, nice I I like thank you thank you I've been working hard on them um, is that the suit is dead i don't know if he's yeah. so basically um it's, i mean it's quite a weird thing to talk about and it's come about in a bit of a weird way but um the inflation basket which is basically something that the office of national statistics uses to determine the inflation rate every year it basically takes 700 kind of staple products and basically averages them all out to work out what the rate of inflation should be and so one thing that's always been on that since 1940 whenever it was invented is um is the is the man's suit and so uh that's that's going to be abolished for the first time this year because everybody's stuck in home no one's wearing the suit anymore 
and it's sort of that idea as well about the British gentleman, isn't it? You know, over here, everybody, everybody overseas thinks about Britain as, you know, people walking around in top hats and suits. Uh, and it's very sad to see that taken away. But also, the it's, top it's hat. The working I'm not sure the top hat was ever a part of hat. the inflation basket. Imagine the top hat were on there. Yeah, the top hat needs yeah. to come back. I think that should be a staple, to be honest. I think I, I'd be oh, right it in should for that. Be. Can you imagine? Can you imagine people swanning around with top hats on in this weather? My God, get blown away in our piece. Uh, but yeah, also interesting to see as well crop tops on that list, um, which with sports bras because women. Uh, I tell which, you what, which have been added added to the list, right? Yeah, we've also got antibacterial wipes, which obviously everybody's buying in the bucket load for the last two years, basically. But mm-hmm. also dog and cat collars because obviously everybody's ignored the old. Uh, a dog and cat isn't just for Christmas, it's for COVID, apparently. Um, so lots of people <laughs> yes. investing in pets during this pandemic. Um, but some of the things that have been dropped off, as well as the, obviously, we talked about the the suit. But um, I, I, I'm not sure how these were ever really staples. Well, one of them, donuts. Why was donuts ever on there? Just everybody donuts going percent a staple in my view 100%. really everybody getting yeah you know getting their petrol and their bread and their milk and their donuts that's everybody's weekly shop Ooh, yeah. and the other one donut, the other yeah. one which i assume is way more down your your alley and you probably still do get but coal coal yeah i reckon everybody uses it up yorkshire you get it for christmas <laughs> still right <laughs> we like our coal <laughs> and also how do you get your, how do you get your yorkshire. heating on when it's 10 degrees if you don't have your coal Oh, I tell you what, speaking of eating, I tell you what, I just switched eating on in my brother's living room right now and I got the biggest look when he came downstairs just then because <laughs> I dared to switch the eating on. <laughs> my God, they are tight. We need some coal here. And we, need, we need something I can burn to keep warm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but anyway, as we're talking about the suits and we're talking about the things that come off the inflation basket, there are plenty of suits uh, back at the BAFTAs, you know, that was wow yes. sorry i'm just running out of steam the there suits at baftas yeah um <laughs> that anyway that, that one your best segue <laughs> yeah, I, I just basically <laughs> said suits and baftas in, in a sentence um <laughs> but they, they obviously they're all on show that's basically all that men wear at, at shows like that isn't it no one really does anything interesting um but um yeah. But obviously, we're getting a bit of an insight now to what's likely to win at the Oscars. Um, it's obviously always the precursor to that. And um, some couple of big wins there. I, I don't know if you've seen any of them, but Power of the Dog was obviously one of the big winners. June and uh, and Will Smith as King Richard, as uh, oh, yeah. Serena and Venus Williams is dad. You, you love him, don't you? Easy, easy. I tell you what, I had his album when I was a teenager, Big Willie style. Oh, Absolutely yeah. fantastic. He's good in that film. <laughs> yeah. uh, good to see Kenneth Branagh as well, looking sharp as. I tell you what, I have met Kenneth Branagh. Well, seen him. Met him. You've same. seen him. That's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen him. I stood like two metres away from him. I saw him at the Crucible in King Richard. He was brilliant. And um, That's not seeing someone. You've just gone to a play and he was in it. I went to a play. You're not best mate. Yeah, pretty much. Well, stand two metres away from someone these days, you're pretty much best mates because of COVID, aren't you? Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe you started that with I've met Kenneth Branagh. And by that, I mean I've seen a play enough. and he was in it. Yeah, I saw a play with him. He's this. I love Kenneth Branagh. Very nice to see him. Um, but, yeah, BAFTA's, well, I'll be honest, movies aren't really massive with my thing. As you probably figured out, Will Smith's one of my favourite yeah. actors. So what what of your favourite actors because of his music? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love him. And you, and you saw Kenneth Branagh through the corner of your eye once. Other than that, oh, other than that, you're a big movie buff. Anyway, well, let's Massive. move on. To, let's move on to something you do know a bit more about. So we go from the kings of the screen to the kings of the track. And obviously, you're a big F1 fan. Yes. And uh, yeah, but you're not a big fan of Lewis Hamilton, right? 
oh, this is an absolute joke. This is an absolute joke. Lewis Hamilton, I tell you what, proud of him. He's a British guy, right? Absolute legend of the sport. But this has really annoyed me. So he's changing his name in a tribute to his mum. So um, he's basically adding his mum's maiden name to his name. So at the moment, he's Lewis um, Carl Davidson Hamilton. That's his actual full name. Sir, actually. And now he's going to add La Ballestia to his name. So he's going to be Lewis, Sir Lewis Carl D- Davidson Hamilton La Ballestia. What an absolute joke. Can you imagine that? That's not, first of all, that's not going to fit on, um, it's not going to fit on the telly, you know, when you watch it and they put the three letters up. <laughs> How are they going to That's your main concern. Um, and can you imagine? They're going to have overtaken each other by the time you've said his full name. And this feels like, it, it feels like he's just doing it because he can. Um, why didn't he do it earlier? He says he's doing it because he doesn't agree with the fact that women have had to change their name. Uh, women often are expected to change their name when they get married. Um, and he's added it in a sort of as a nod to his mum. Why didn't he do it earlier? It's not like he couldn't afford the depot fees, is it? <laughs> Right. Absolute I'm going to take issue with basically everything you just said. Um, I, of course. I have no idea why you would think that was a bad thing. Why it would be bad that he would pay tribute to his mum by taking her maiden name. Like, it's just a nice thing to do. Like, And I completely agree with the whole women shouldn't have to give up their name. Oh, who cares? Like, Just keep your name. My, uh, You know my wife kept my, uh, her name and our son yeah. obviously has her maiden name as his middle name because we wanted to to keep it in some way, yeah, shape nice. or form. that's nice. Yeah, but how is that nice and what Lewis Hamilton has I done is, is a joke? I, I don't mind. The whole changing the name thing, right? I, I think I agree with you. Uh, I'm a bit on the fence about it. I, but I changed my name. Um, for my own reasons, but I, I almost didn't. I'm all right with that. But the thing I, I just don't get is why now? Why do it now? Because I think it's just he's trying to be woke. He's trying to get in people's... Um, go, he's ca- trying to get in public favour again. He jumps on every single issue. And but now things change, right? I mean, he probably wasn't a vegan 10 years ago as well, but things change and things become a bit more, you know, talked about and a bit more, you know, discussed. And like, so he's I just actually it, yeah. taking something on board and doing something about it. I just think it's a nice thing that should be actually praised and applauded. And, you know, like, who cares? Like, he might not even be referenced in that way, like on live TV or during races. But it's just a thing that he's done, which is quite nice that recognises, you know, the hard work that mums do, which let's be honest, is all of the work. I'll, I'll say that it is a nice tribute to his mum but I just why did he have to announce it to us all like he did why did a big press release have to go out about it why do we have to make a song and dance about it if you want to do it do it maybe you should have done it years ago uh, but if you want to do it do it why do we all have to hear about it because like, if he, why if does he, it have to be but if he does deal? it uh, if he does it under the radar and then all of a sudden he's he's asking everybody to reference it then everybody's going to go what are you talking about we have no idea what you're talking about anyway I think you've been horrifically cynical about all of that but anyway let's <laughs> let's let's move on to something we can agree on um, um, basi- like us to disagree. Well, yeah, I know. Well, maybe we can't agree on this. Who knows? But anyway, um, one of the things that has happened in the last week in our, in a sport that we both enjoy, which is football, um, mm-hmm. is, is the repercussions for Chelsea and obviously Roman Abramovich with the sanctions coming in for him. Bizarre down there. Like, uh, obviously, they have no idea whether or not yeah. that club will well, still exist. We talked about this. We talked about this a few weeks ago, didn't we? We were going on on another podcast. We were going on and on about, you know... Well, it was, the, it was this po- podcast. Just just so people know, we don't have another rubbish podcast. This is the only one we have. It was just a different no, episode. No, no, no. On another episode. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Anyway, we were on about how Boris Johnson had joked about how Roman... Well, he hadn't joked about it. He said it, it's, it was a slip-up, wasn't he? He just said Roman Ibrahimovic was one of the uh, one of the people that they put sanctions against. 
and now the actual yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so I keep preempted it. Um, he apologised. It was a bit of a slip of the tongue, in his opinion. But um, now it actually is a thing. And it's unreal because now, I mean, one of the biggest football clubs in Britain is is potentially going to be financially crippled, which is brilliant. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, absolutely love it. Obviously, if you haven't if you haven't been abreast of it, or if you haven't seen anything about it, it means that Chelsea can't sell any more tickets to their games. They can't sell any more players. They can't buy any players, and obviously, they can't sell any merchandise. So they basically they're not allowed any income coming in. They're going to lose a whole load of players that are yet to sign new contracts because they can't renew them. And yeah, I mean, we. Could legitimately in a few years' time be seeing a club that is nothing like it is now, or maybe doesn't even exist. You see, they well, you see, their coaches said that they didn't know whether they could gather enough kits together to play. What a load of rubbish! Yeah, that, honestly, that, that's a that's a lie. Dock everyone's wages by one percent, and you'll pay for them ten times over. Honestly, what a joke! Um, look, I, I mean. It's not nice to see, but on a serious note, but I mean, it is Chelsea. Nobody likes Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> they could they could end up doing a Huddersfield and be playing against Rotherham and Scunthorpe in a few years. Well, do you know what they should do? In my opinion, they should take them out of the Premier League and put Huddersfield straight back in. Oh, uh, yeah, that, seem, that seems fair. Seems fair. Have a wild card interest. Stick us in there. We'll give, give us a go. We'll be there anyway next season. Uh, I did enjoy seeing your mob, though, getting beaten on the weekend, bit. Yeah, yeah. Happens, happens a lot at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I know, Ronaldo. I know. Ronaldo. Oh. He's a bit of a bogey player for us. Seems to seems to score a hat trick every time we want to play him. So uh, you know, hadn't been playing for weeks. Bloody of him. Everybody hates him for a couple of weeks, and then he comes up against us and he scores a hat trick. So yeah, what a treat! Treat for me. Get up yeah. in the middle of the night to watch oh, that yeah. nonsense. I know that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, to watch it in the middle of the night. Well, I'm going to see Huddersfield play this weekend. Who have you got? Bournemouth. Oh, Bournemouth. Uh, Bournemouth. Yeah, I, re- I reckon if we get a win, I reckon we're on fire. We're a few games in hand, so I don't want to get too excited. Um, but we're seeing quite high on the table at the moment i reckon we've a very good chance of getting promoted so we might be joining you next season yeah well Tottenham I, v. Oldersfield. oh god what a blockbuster um yeah I, yeah <laughs> well we'll get down the pub and watch that one at midnight yeah. <laughs> well anyway i hope you enjoy that i hope you enjoy that on the weekend and i hope you get uh, a bit of a break in and do some touristy things do whatever you're going to do and um yeah i guess we'll um i'll catch you next time and we'll we'll speak soon we will, we will. I'll be in Benidorm next week, so I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Um, I won't have a suntan. Um, I'll have probably have frostbites, but um, yeah, we'll speak to you then. Remember your top hat. <laughs> Aussie Pomcast is brought to you by the West Australian and Perth Now. Hosted by Natalie Richards and David Baker. Our producers are Kate Ryan and Natalie Bongiolo. You can find other podcasts produced by 7 West Media by searching for The West Australian wherever you get your podcasts.